0: Sometimes I catch myself marveling at the urgency in which Paul wrote his letters. I imagine how hard he presses the quill to the parchment, or if he's using someone to transcribe his words, how fast that person has to write to keep up with the pace at which Paul dictates. One of those places I imagine it happening is in 1 Corinthians 15, when Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance that which I also received. And he goes on with the retelling of the gospel message. Well, today I share those same sentiments. I want to deliver to you that which I received in a devotional reading from a book called The Most Wonderful Time of All Years. It goes something like this. We should be no less amazed when we read Matthew's account of the Christmas story, especially when we read Jesus's genealogy. Matthew includes the names of four women in addition to Mary in Jesus's pedigree. Those women are Tamar, the mother of Perez, and Zerah, Rahab, the mother of Boaz, Ruth, the mother of Obed, and Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah and mother of Solomon. Now this is truly amazing. In the first century, women's names were not ordinarily included in genealogical tables. They didn't have legal rights or statuses like men. In fact, those legal rights and statuses were, by and large, connected to the men in their lives. So what would be gained by including women in one's genealogy? in a document whose purpose is to establish a man's relationship. Why would you put a woman's name in that kind of document? What is even more amazing about this fact is that three of the four women were foreigners, not pure Jews. Tamar was a Canaanite, Rahab, a Jerichoite, Ruth, a Moabite, and Bathsheba, though a Jew by birth, was technically no longer through her marriage to Uriah, who was a Hittite. Here, in the gene pool of the Messiah, are these Gentiles. Gentiles. What is still more amazing is that three of the four women had done morally questionable things. Tamar had seduced her father-in-law, Judah, and was an adulteress. Rahab was a prostitute. Bathsheba cheated on Uriah with King David. And Ruth, although herself morally upright, was a Moabite as a descendant of of an incestuous man named Lot. Deuteronomy 23.3 says, No Moabite shall enter the assembly of the Lord, none of their descendants, even to the tenth generation. Yikes! It's absolutely incredible that these four women are included in Jesus' pedigree. This is not how one would build a credible reputation for a man in the first century that is supposed to be the Messiah that we all hope for. So why? Why include these four in the list? I can think of no other reason than this. These four are exactly who this Christ child came for. They reveal the nature of Jesus who brings with him the new creation, and they reveal the heart of God. The inclusion of these four is the inclusion of all of us. It tells us that Jesus is here to overcome all barriers which divide the old order of things. The walls of the old come down. Why include these four? simple love Right from the beginning worldly barriers conditions and reputations crumble in the sight of God's great love For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish But have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world But in order that the world might be saved through him whoever believes in him is not condemned and right from the start of this gospel Matthew signals what he makes explicit as the rest unfolds the child is born for sinners he's born for me he comes through the sinful to identify the sinful to rescue the sinful from their sins this is why his name is Jesus Matthew says in the paragraph following that genealogy for he will save his people from their sins